Hey, what's going on? Hi, <laughs> not much. How are you? Fantastic and only improving. How are you doing today? Yes, sir. I'm good. I'm good. In fact, I got your sweatshirts last night. I'm so excited. I'll, I'll try. I'll try mine on and give mine to the. Uh, I mean, give the others to my daughters and my mom, and we'll send you pictures. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for your kind words, your love, and support. Of course, of course. <laughs> All right, now let me welcome you to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. Is, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Road to Victory podcast. I am your humble host and diggity. Today we have a special very special guest in the building. We have a singer, songwriter, author, <laughs> Nashville, Nashville recording artist, Tennessee's very own. We have Ariana Consali. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course, of course. It's an honor and a privilege to have a conversation with you. How are you? I'm doing great. I am doing great. Yes, life is good. <laughs> uh, for those that, for those that don't know, you know, um, can you tell the people who you are and what you do? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so yes, I'm a singer songwriter, um, Nashville recording artist in the past, um, and a writer. I'm I'm working on publishing my first book sometime soon. And uh, yeah, I recently re released my first single from my new EP and it's called Ready and it's available on, on all like streaming and downloading platforms. Um, one of the songwriters on that kind of cool note, um, his name is G-Love. Um, he, he was best known from G-Love and Special Sauce. He's, he's like a Philadelphia legend. Um, he's up for his first ever Grammy right now. His real name is, uh, is Garrett Dutton. And, um, and then my amazing, my main co-writer, I just want to shout his name out. His name is Cleveland Bonet. And um, we write together a couple times a week and he's my producer as well. So yeah, we're excited about this single called Ready. And um, my next single is actually coming out March 8th. It's called Burn Me Down. And people can pre-save it in Spotify right now. Oh, wow. Awesome, awesome. First, congratulations on all, on all your success and all your future endeavors. You Thank know. you so much. You too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I wanted to get right into it and talk about the and talk about the single ready. You yeah. know, I've heard it. I loved it. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a lot of passion on the song. A lot of, I would say, from my point of view, pain, pain, passion. Like it felt like you threw everything on the song. So what inspired you to? to put that masterpiece together. Hey, you there? You there? I'm here, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I could hear you all along, but something must have gone wrong. Okay, yeah. Well, thank you for, for the words that you said about my single. I, when I wrote that, I, um, I was actually working um, at a job at a community college um, as a secretary. And uh, I, was, I, I loved the people I worked with. I loved the students that I helped. But I was just kind of dying inside because I'm just not a very conventional person. 
and um and I decided that I just really needed to make a change and and you know go towards my my life goals and my life dreams and um so I wrote that I was talking to my mom my beautiful mom Nicola and and I was telling her how burned out I was and she's like well yeah Ariana you know you want to make a living not a dying right and um I started crying of course on the phone with my mom and I said, you know, you're right. And I got off the phone and I started writing that song. And it's really just to help anybody that feels stuck in life. You know, it's to help help anybody out there who knows they need to make a change and give them the courage to, to make that change that they need. Wow, that's so inspirational. Yeah. Like if you can't, if you can't, for someone that's like you said feeling stuck mm -hmm. what are some ways that we can overcome overcome being stuck yeah great question you know um you know one of the things that helps me um is to really put things in perspective um like one of the things that has put things in perspective in my life is losing my sister years ago she died from a relapse of leukemia when she was 24 and um, it was just so hard and just so shattering to me. Um, but I definitely feel like even in our deepest grief, we have to look for the silver lining. And what I learned from her death, I wish I didn't have to learn it this way, but what I learned from it was that we have to live every minute of our lives. We have to, you know, go for the big picture and not be afraid if we fail, you know, not be afraid of what people think of us in our journey, because it's our journey, ours alone. It's not everybody else's. I mean, that, that doesn't, I don't want to sound exclusionary, <laughs> but we have to listen to our inner wisdom. And when we feel stuck, we, we have to do whatever it takes, you know, to move forward because we deserve it. We deserve to live our lives to the fullest. Wow, you know that was real deep. You know my heart, goes, my heart goes out to you. Oh. You know what I'm saying? My condolences. Thank you. I I really appreciate that. Uh, but I, I I love what you said. I love what you're saying. You're saying that you know see seeing the silver alive and and mm -hmm. push forward and and take life for what it really is. Mm -hmm. You know they. They always say never miss the sunset because you have stains on the window, you know? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I've never heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and you know, that's that's the way I've, you know, pictured life, you yeah. know. Always pictured life because coming, because, you know, I grew up in, in a rough part of town and, mm -hmm. you know, where everybody was, just had a poverty mindset and just negative thoughts, like a whole bunch of bullies and stuff like that. Sure. And and I knew I had to get on the other side of that. You know, oh, yeah. I, knew, I I didn't want that. So it, it was a kind of, you know, I had to you know, really dig deep down and, and learn to be happy with myself so I can in inspire others. Absolutely. That's really inspiring to me. I appreciate you sharing some of that with me. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I think that people can overcome so much and it really does come down to our mindset, doesn't it? Like if you want something badly enough, you're going to find the way. <laughs> oh, no question. No question. <laughs> so getting back to the music, uh -huh. how, how how long have you been an artist? How long have you yeah. uh, been writing and singing? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been songwriting for about 10 years. I've been singing my whole life. Um, so I'm 39 right now. Um, yeah, I've, I've been singing my whole life. I was raised by like a music teacher. <laughs> my father is a music teacher. So music has been very integral, um, my entire life. Um, and my brother actually happens to be a, a professional fiddle player. He's played for all kinds of people out of Nashville. So I'm proud of him for that. Um, but I started songwriting about 10 years ago and, um, it's just become my ultimate passion. I, I, I tend to write at least like a song or a piece of a song almost every day of my life. I really, really love it. Um, and I used to kind of feel like, oh, this is going to be too cheesy or like, I used to feel real insecure about my writing at first. And then over the years, it's like, I'll throw in the stupid line because I like it. <laughs> And not everybody has to like it, but like if I feel good about it, I'll release the song. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's just what I have to say. And I guess I'm just a little less as I get a little older, I'm not as worried about what people think of me. <laughs> oh wow. So so you come from basically a music family. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah. that's that's amazing. Um <laughs> so, so what do you uh categorize your music is it like r&b is it country is it yeah great question that's that's actually almost one of the most difficult things for me to do because i love all genres you know and i guess i would categorize a lot of my stuff as maybe like country country crossover you know r&b pop um blues i actually sing a lot of blues so I'm just a mess when it comes to, to genres. <laughs> I wish I was better about like telling people what my music is, but um, it's a little bit of everything. That's what I can say. <laughs> and I love that because you don't, you don't have to just put yourself in a box. You are free to musically express with everything that's on your heart. You know? Absolutely. No, I love that. Thanks for saying it that way. Yeah. Ain't that the great thing about music? You know? Isn't that the the greatest thing about music? Oh, isn't oh I'm sorry, I misheard you. Absolutely. Exactly. It's such an individual thing, right? Everybody loves something different, you know, but but what I love about kind of genre mixing is that you can often kind of make a lot of people happy with one song because it doesn't fit into the box. Yes. I love that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, now becoming the first time author, mm -hmm. you know, what goes into that process? Yeah. You know what? I, um, so what has gone into it for me is, um, I'm still searching for a literary agent. I've, I've edited and re-edited my book. And my book is actually a, a memoir, an autobiography, um, but I write a lot about my sister and her passing and, and the, you know, the journey of, of grief and how it affects us in different ways. Um, 
And I don't know, I just kind of, I, I've always loved to write. And I guess I always love to read books where that other people have written where they really um, make me look at life a different way once I've, you know, finished that last page. Um, I'm so inspired by, by memoirs often because, you know, it's like a peek into somebody else's life. And um, I guess I just always learn from people sharing their hard times. And so, so my book isn't all dark. It's funny too. I mean, hopefully it's entertaining, <laughs> but a lot of it talks about the struggles of life and, and um, I don't know, just how we all have that common strand of being human, you know, and we, we have that beating heart that gets hurt and, and how do we recover? Um, so yeah, I'm looking to hope, you know, if I, if I don't have find a, a literary agent, I'm going to self publish probably in the next year or two and just put it out there and, and hope that people, you know, enjoy it and, and maybe that it helps them in, in certain personal struggles that they might be going through. Wow, that, that's such an amazing story. <laughs> I've fallen in love with your story already. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. But uh, congratulations in advance oh, on, on your book. Thank you. You know. <laughs> I, I I know you put your hard work and, and a lot of time into it. I have. Um, <laughs> so so moving forward, what would you what would you say defines you as a person as a human being? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I would say that the aspect of just working really hard to be who I am and, and not cave to conventional society pressures to be somebody else. Um, you know, I just, every time I've tried to put myself kind of in a box and, and, and worked conventional jobs and, and things like that, you know, I do a good job. I, I mean, I promise I'm a hard worker and, and I believe in a good work ethic. But every time I've done that, I don't know why this is, but I lose a piece of myself. And so I guess one of the things I'd love people to know about me is that I want to help other people to, you know, journey their own path and not to feel so much societal pressure to fit into what everybody expects them to fit into. I guess I'm just surprised how many life rules there are. Like for me, the only rule is be a good person and don't harm anyone. <laughs> That's always a, a, a amazing rule. <laughs> right? Pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty important, right, right. And you know what? I understand everything exactly what you're saying, especially from, from experience, you know, uh, uh, it's, especially when it comes down to, to being all your, your authentic mm -hmm. self, because, you know, I, I grew up being a chameleon, you know, I used to go to this place and pretend I was that. I used to go to that place and pretend I was this. Yeah. And then, you know, everywhere, everywhere I went, I just tried to blend in. <clears throat> so I got, I, I got to the age about 25 mm -hmm. and I didn't know who, who I was. I'm like, you, if you would ask me who I was, I, I would not have no answer for you, you know. So I had to start doing some soul searching 
and digging digging deep and trying to rediscover who 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 I was and it even was like what do you like you know wow sure. <laughs> yeah like all those things factored in wow so well, yeah I mean so I I understand I understand everything you were sure, saying sure wow yeah absolutely mm -hmm. I think that uh, I think when we're younger you know we do kind of feel like we you know maybe follow you know examples set for us or 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 yeah I mean I think it's very natural really to try on different personas and there's nothing wrong with that but but I think that you know as the years go by we we do we have kind of that need to find out who we really are and show that side to others absolutely absolutely so how do you how do your journey and life and i ask a lot of people this question because i'm always fascinated by the answer sure. so so is there anything that you didn't know when you first started making music that you know now that that you wish you would have knew and you would change oh nice okay um you know what yes i would say so so when i first started doing uh like recording and stuff and and i i put out an album out in nashville uh, about 10 years ago um under my former name ariana Ryder, r-e-i-d-e-r so um, when I put that out, it was by other songwriters. I wasn't quite writing my own music yet, but I had some great songwriters from Nashville, um, like uh, Paul Overstreet, Bobby Terry, um, David Norris, um, and they're all like legends in their own right. I was really proud of, of the project I did, um, but, I, but I realized that I was too concerned about like getting a record deal at the time, you know, and like too concerned about like the, the patterns that I, that I thought I was supposed to believe in, in the music industry. And when that didn't happen for a little while, I got discouraged and I, you know, I started to give up a little bit on my dreams and I wish I had known then that it was going to be a long journey and that that's okay. Um, you know, every year I've, learned you know to to write more songs to be more authentic and um and and we, and back then I, I i must say the music industry made me feel like i was uh for a woman in music it, i wish i had known not to take them seriously sometimes because they made me feel like i was already old at 29 now i'm 39 <laughs> and um and that really that really is so um sad and disappointing to me for for women in the industry because we're told that we have a that we have an expiration date on our you know productivity or our beauty or you know what we can offer the entertainment industry and that's just so not true so i wish i had known not to not to get so crushed by things like that back then <laughs> wow Wow. wow. I mean, I 100% agree, agree with you, you know, especially in 2021. There's no ceilings. It's, all it is is opportunity. All it is is, you know, 
conquering feds and and breaking barriers and doing things. We live in a we live in an era now with you know th- there shouldn't be a surprise to anything that you accomplish. Right. You know. Oh, I agree. Breaking down barriers. <laughs> Absolutely. So so with that being said, um. I'm glad you got over that that fear or or obstacle, sure. but but today is there any obstacles that you have yet to overcome? Um, oh, definitely. Um, I would say I'm just working on I, I I'm working really hard right now on just keeping the faith, you know, just reminding myself I'm not crazy for you know pursuing what I'm pursuing, um, and you know, I, I sometimes feel, I definitely feel bad sometimes that I do have a hard time getting myself to hold conventional jobs. You know, um, I would never put, you know, my family in a bad financial state or something. And my husband is incredibly supportive and wonderful. Um, his name is Lefty and I just, I'm so thankful for him. Um, but I feel guilty sometimes, you know, that I'm not out there working a nine to five anymore. But I just, I'm seeing my path unfold in front of me and I'm just so darn excited about it that I'm trying to learn to be okay with it. I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm trying to learn to not second guess my, my path. Mm, that, that's so deep because a lot of us, we go through it. It's like, uh, I always see the picture of, someone in the mine, you know, dig, digging for diamonds, digging for diamonds, and the diamonds are right there on the other side of the wall. But a lot of times we just put the hammer down and, or the shovel down, and we just walk away, and we go back to these nine-to-fives that, that, you know, for the 97% of people that gave up on yeah. their dreams, we, we want – we 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 work for the three yes. percent that didn't give up. That yes. didn't give up. Oh my gosh, that's a beautiful, that's a, a beautiful way to put it. Yeah, the diamonds like might be an, a half inch away from from you, so don't give up, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Now you you mentioned you you mentioned your husband and and being a sense yeah. of support. How big how big is it to have the right support system around you, especially when you're trying to uh, accomplish something that that could be life changing. Oh my gosh, it is just, it's the biggest thing in the world. You know, um, when, when I met him, uh, we've been together a little over six years. When I met him, I, I realized, you know, that I had never experienced the kind of, of support and love that he gives me um, because I, because he genuinely wants what's best for me you know it's like he doesn't just say it like I can feel that he means it (laughs) and it's just huge because it it really gives me the courage having him as a partner to fully a hundred percent a thousand percent a million percent pursue my dreams and I just that gift that he gives me is amazing That's incredible, and you know, for the, for the audience out there, you know, get get around good people. 
you know, it, it's the saying that if you can't find good people, become one and you'll attract oh, good that's people. Awesome. Yes. So true. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times we're talked out our, our, our missions, our life missions or our dreams because we let somebody talk us yes. out of it. Yes. That's so true. I've been there a million times. You know? No, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I do think that we're just we're designed, you know, it's even in school, which kind of makes me sad. I did a lot of homeschooling when I was a kid. Um, so maybe it's one reason why I have an easier time, maybe like thinking outside the box. My parents were like I was raised as like a hippie kid in in the woods. (laughs) But um um but I, it was, it's like, I guess I just learned early on that you don't always, I don't know, you don't always have to listen to, you know, the, the parameters that people set for you. You know, it's like nobody else knows what you need except yourself, right? No question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so in in twenty twenty one, right? And tw- not only this is the time where it's most important to learn to protect your peace and keep your sanity, mm-hmm. but <laughs> you know. So, so tell us, um, how do you go about doing that? Oh man. Gosh, good question. Um, yeah, it's been such a scary year, uh, right? I mean, gosh, I, I, I mean, 2020, you know, has been so intense and, and keeping, you know, keeping our peace and, and sanity is, is tough. I, my heart just like breaks for everybody who has lost uh, loved ones in this pandemic. And, um, and, and, and I, you know, watching all of the different uh insanity with with how much you know racism and unrest has cropped up and everything is just it's all just so heartbreaking so you know in the face of that I try to every day wake up and expect miracles (laughs) expect good things not bad you know we have to like and 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 just you know wish for the best for for everybody um I know that's kind of a cookie cutter statement sorry um but, but yeah, I just am trying to take it one day at a time and, you know, then do my part, you know, of course, obviously to wear a mask everywhere and <laughs> try to protect people, try not to, you know, spread this deadly virus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is pretty, it is for me, it's been like a blessing mm-hmm. and, and a curse. Because you know, of course, you you don't know how to deal with losing people you love, but it also challenged you. You know, like you said, you know, every minute of life, you have to be on you know ready mode. Yes. You know, there's not a there's not, there's not a minute to waste because once it's gone. It's gone forever, you know. It's sure. So the blessing, the blessing from from this pandemic was, you know, just me 
I guess not wasting any time anymore. You know, the blessing was this podcast. Mm-hmm. The blessing was meeting, meeting someone like Brooke yes, Baldwin. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know that that was that was the blessing the pandemic gave That's to awesome. me. You know. Yes. Yeah, and still having, I'm sorry, still having family, still having, you know, a place to work, still having, you know, dreams, you know, dreams, man. For for a long time, I had stopped dreaming. Wow! Yeah, I can relate. Yeah, I got I got used to the, I got used to the, uh, waking up and going to work. And then, you know, coming home, watching TV, mm-hmm. going to sleep, you know, it, it, it never sat right with me. You know, you always feel like something is yeah. missing. And then someone comes, and this is why I asked you about the support system, mm-hmm. because someone comes and, and 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 basically shows you a mirror of you and lets you know that, you, you know, you, you better mm-hmm. than what you are, you know. They see the better version. They see the better version wow. of yourself. Yeah. And then, and then that sense, that sense of belief in oneself will, will carry you to anywhere that you want to go in the world. You know, let you create anything that you want to create. So true. So true. That's beautiful. The way you put that, man. Um. Yes. You know, I um. I, I was just going to add too that like my, I, my mom is uh, that other person uh, and my daughters um, who are just, you know, always there to support. And I just couldn't be more thankful for them. Like, I don't know where I'd be without my mom. <laughs> I'd be off in a gutter somewhere. <laughs> you and I both. <laughs> I know, our mom is the, the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> so so speaking of, uh-huh. of motherhood you know how you know uh-huh. i don't have any kids yet sure. myself so how just how does it feel to be a mother yeah. you know? oh man it's it's amazing you know what and, and, and it's it's been the biggest blessing of my life and i never thought i wanted to be one that's the funny thing i had my first child at 19. my first daughter her name is chloe wow. and then um, my second one came along i was 21 and um I, I was so sure that I was never having kids. I was like that girl in high school who told my friends, like my friends would be planning, they'd, they'd be planning out, they wanted three kids and they had names picked out. And I'd be like, you girls are crazy. I'm never having kids. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know what? Right. Come when they're supposed to come your way and, and they have been the most incredible, unexpected blessings of my life. I would never change it for the world. <laughs> And, and you know what? Sorry. I, I was just going to add that uh, they make me a much better person probably than I would have been without having been a, a mother because, you know, I, 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 I certainly, I think I'm a pretty, pretty darn good person, but I would say I'm probably, I have some pretty selfish tendencies and they definitely pulled me out of those. You can't be all that selfish when you're a parent. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. 
You know, that that's such an amazing look at motherhood or just being a parent sure. all overall. Well, so, so, oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I'll say, and I'm still wrapping my mind around this one, I'm I'm about to be a 39-year-old grandmother. My younger daughter, Gwen, actually is having her first child. And um, and that's something I used to joke, too. I used to joke with my girls, don't ever make me a young grandma. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> oh, life has other plans, and I'm excited to meet the babies due in two weeks. So. <laughs> Oh Thank wow, you. congratulations. <laughs> new new life, new life. New that's life, always yes. a positive. <laughs> well, that, that that that's funny though. You 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 never thought about kids and you had kids and then you did you you didn't want to be a young grandmother <laughs> and know, now you are I just tell you know, I swear we make plans. What is that one? Um Oh shoot! I I wish I could remember. Was this one of the Beatles that said this? Maybe I I don't I I don't recall right now. But but something like you know you want to see God laugh. You know make plans. <laughs> yeah. Tell them your plans. Yeah, yeah, tell them your plans. Interesting. So so is there anything that you're you're willing to teach your kids that? You didn't know yourself when you were there. Oh, great question. Yeah. You know, now that they are, you know, young adults, um, you know, I'm just so, I'm so proud to see that they, I feel like they already know how to follow their individual paths a little more than I did at their ages. And, and they don't seem to worry quite so much about societal pressures. You know, they, they really know who they are. I'm really impressed. Um, and so I guess as they were growing up, that was one of the biggest things I tried my best to teach them is, you know, listen to their intuition, you know, do what they feel is right for them, you know, because nobody else can really, I mean, I had rules for them, of course, you know, I wasn't just like, you know, throw them out to the wolves kind of parent, but I, but I expected them though, to guide their life in a way that felt right. Um, and I, I don't know, I guess I would say I'm really so proud of them because I feel that they're doing that. I'm not sure. I might've gotten a little sidetracked though. Did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah, you answered, okay. you answered it. You know, oh, oh, yeah, that's so important, man. That, that's so important because, you know, with my father being in and out of my life, you know, I, I I learned that, you know, I had to look for a father in everything, whether it was like, even, even if it was like food, wow. friends, <clears throat> wow. strange, strangers, you, you know, I, I, I felt like I, I needed yeah. a father figure and something, yeah. you know, so, so, so with you having setting the guidelines you know with your daughters mm -hmm. and stuff like that you know oh, that that's well, pretty awesome you. yeah yeah i i um i would say that i i certainly have not been a perfect parent but i think that you know what makes a good parent is just always always trying you know you fail and you try again <laughs> i mean i mean to be honest if you ever become a parent you you may find this as well 
it's one it's one of the most incredible things you'll ever experience but it's also something that you feel like a failure at about 90 percent of the time but it's just because you care so much and you're trying so hard <laughs> wow <laughs> that make a lot that make a lot of sense sure so so with everything that you you've been through everything that you accomplished do do you feel that one day one day i shouldn't say do you feel that do you ever think about how you want to be celebrated oh, you mean like someday when i'm gone basically or or decades from now uh -huh. yeah it could, could yeah, be both no, Kind of like the legacy I might want to leave behind. Yeah, I, I, do, I do think about that sometimes. Yeah. I think that I, I think the biggest thing that I would love to be remembered for is, you know, I mean, hopefully entertaining people with my music and my writing, but, um, but also, you know, being that voice that, that, that helped them in, in tough times, you know, and helped give them the courage to, you know, to change their life in meaningful ways. You know, I just, I, um, I always want to, like, I want so badly to, to help people when they need help and to, you know, to, to help them maybe learn from, you know, my mistakes, you know, some, some stupid things I've done in my life that I write about in my book, like <laughs> to know they're not alone, you know, we're all imperfect. And um, I'd love to be remembered, you know, for, you know, hopefully, hopefully being an entertaining singer, songwriter and writer, but also just for teaching them that it's okay to be who they are and it's okay to be their imperfect self because I'm definitely imperfect as well. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, oh, man, you know what I love about your journey? there's a lot of reciprocity in there nice. you know reciprocity you know and it comes from um maybe a year or two ago i heard oprah when a a, a oprah winfrey she yeah. won a lifetime award right and, and she said she said that she remember being a nine-year-old a nine-year-old girl in chicago sitting on the couch watching the the late great uh sydney poirier acting receiving the same award receiving the same award that she's receiving at the time and she said she know there's another yeah. nine-year-old girl somewhere around the world yeah. watching her you know and that's just reciprocity just inspiring others oh to be God, all that so they can true. be. Yes, you're right. I actually do remember that 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 speech she gave. I mean, it gives me chills thinking about it. Yes, it's like, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it, it is always an incredible honor, right? When we can inspire other people, it's like one of the best things on earth. <laughs> Absolutely, no question, no question. This has been amazing. This has been great. I yeah, got one last question for you, okay? All right. S say, hypothetically, this is mm -hmm. your last day on Earth, and all of your accolades, all of your accomplishments mm -hmm. 
have been erased. The the only thing you have is a pen and a piece of paper to write three legacy statements that will live in the world forever. Wow. What would they be? Great question. Um, so I guess one of the one of the things I would say, um, I guess on the topic of anybody dealing with grief of, of losing loved ones, and way too many people in this country right now are dealing with that, is you know to know that it never stops. Um, you know, people who say that that you'll get over it, I'm sorry, but that's a lie. <laughs> Um, but it, it, it never ends. It just wells up and goes back down with the tides, but that's okay. Like people need to be gentle with themselves. That's just the way life is. And, um, and in terms of, you know, I, gosh, I just would want to encourage people to treat each other with kindness. Um, you know, with respect, with absolute equality across the board, um, I, I, you know, if this was my last day on earth, I would just say, you know, I love everybody. I love my family. I love humanity. And I just, I want to watch it thrive, you know, even when I'm gone. Um, I, I, sorry, I'm a little at a loss for words. It's such a great question and it's, uh, it gives me such big emotions. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I just... I just want to. I just want us to take care of each other, and I want us to take care of this planet that we live on. And that's those are the most important things to me. Absolutely! Wow, wow, that's probably the deepest, oh, really? most heartfelt <laughs> answer I got. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, wow, this has been amazing. I, I want to thank you. It's been an honor and privilege sure. talking to you. Can you tell the people where they can find your Absolutely. music and, or, or just your social media? On, on Instagram, you know, at Ariana Kamsali, um, K-H-A-M-S-A-L-Y. You know, on Facebook, my Facebook music page. Um, and yeah, they can find my music, you know, iTunes, pretty much everywhere. Um, I just, I just distributed through a, a company called Distro Kids, so they could even look up that link and it'll, it'll point them in the right direction. But gosh, this has been an incredible honor for me. Thank you so much. I'm just, I'm just blown away. I, I thank you for taking a chance on me as a guest. I, I'm honored beyond words. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel the same way the same exact way well i i know it's sunday it's oh, yeah, uh what time is it by you oh it's early it's early yeah well well i just wanted to end it on um you know, continue doing what you're doing, continue to expire, continue to create, and continue making the Thank world so much. a better and place. Same to you, my friend. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. I wish you all love, peace, wealth, and truth always. Just the Thank Road to Victory too. podcast. <laughs>